and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight, I'm delighted to welcome along Charlotte and Iona from Renovations. How are you guys? Oh, good, Hi, thank how are you? you? Yeah, delighted to have you on. We had a, a few technical issues last night, but we're, we're back and, and looking forward to this. And I'll start with a few generic questions. For those that haven't heard Renovations, Charlotte, how would you describe the band? And could you give us a wee bit of background to the band as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we are a Scottish trio, but we are kind of not from Scotland. Uh, so the band um, is originally me and Gian. Uh, so I come from France. I've been here five years almost, um, and I met Gian, the drummer. So I'm the singer, bass player, and Gian was um, a musician uh, pal before uh, the project of Renovations. And we we kind of met in Edinburgh and then we re-met again and re-invented uh, another project with Joanna that we found afterwards. She's from Romania. She has been here for like 11 years, I guess. I think that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> and yeah, and the, the trio started um, because one of my friends, uh, Nicole Smith from... Uh, Nicole Cassandra Smith from like many, many blues uh, bands and uh, also amazing, uh, amazing music musicians in Edinburgh. Uh, she kind of put us all together um, because we needed to cover her slot and <laughs> in a bar. Um, and that's how we started all three of us. And uh, we were a cover band. And that's why we kind of called us Renovations because we were kind of renovating old tunes um and then during the pandemic so we stopped live like unfortunately like all the all the live music all around the world was dead for a while then we started writing music and we recorded from home remotely and then we started being like more focused on the original music because that's what we want to do now i mean we still play covers to attract people to um have a nice uh, ambience in the pub so everyone like uh, rock covers and uh, it keeps us going as well um so yeah we we are now we are now keep on we keep on writing keep on uh creating still but back to live music is amazing so yeah that's, that's brilliant and it's it's very interesting as well because i i think especially at the start of the pandemic a lot of people took a, a step away from the creative side and, and maybe found inspiration and creativity were at quite short supply. Whereas yeah. you've, instead you've went in the opposite direction and, and started recording and, and writing your own material uh, and moved away from, from being a covers band or took a few steps away from being a covers band anyway. For sure. And as well, um, I would say that uh, in a way we used that time where everything was dead, everything was quiet to um, uh, yeah, use it as a sort of grace period that let, let us um, uh, uh, write stuff, produce stuff, record it and uh, release as well. Uh, so uh, while, yeah, of course, we had the break from playing the um, uh, covers, it kind of gave us time to get materials together so that 
now that we're back, we can bring to people merch, CDs, uh, original music, and uh, well, ourselves. Hopefully, uh, people think we put on a nice performance every time. Yeah. How, how much of a, a help was it to to be busy and be creative at a time where there was so much uncertainty? You obviously have been in, in Scotland for a while now, but you're still kind of prevented from traveling and, and such like. Did the, did the music kind of act as a, a welcome distraction? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely helping to kind of get over the lack of live music and uh, especially not being able to play together because all the rehearsal space were closed for a while. And that was a way of kind of um, avoiding frustration, just keep on writing, send each other demos and then we started we started kind of working perfectly like this because we all have interfaces microphones and uh, software so we can all self-record <laughs> um, which is quite nice and it really definitely helped us to um, enjoy <laughs> as much as possible and take the opportunity of the pandemic but um, in a different way than like complaining and and saying, oh my God, my band is dead and nothing's gonna happen for a year. So yeah, we're trying not to think like this. <laughs> it was quite interesting how different bands coped with it in different ways as well, wasn't it? The the things yeah. like live live streamed shows from their living rooms and things like that. It, it very much, it was a time where I think we were all we had a lot of time on our hands and we were we discovered quite a lot of new music at that time as well were you the same yeah yeah i i was i was definitely um more into uh getting local bands music because we are all kind of doing the same things recording and creating and that was a good opportunity also to listen to other local bands uh, especially in Edinburgh, because I know lots of musicians here, and it's nice to like see that they all find their way through the pandemic and all kind of released amazing stuff and took the time to do it remotely. Even even some of some of the people were trying to go in the studios. Some studio were still like private spaces, so you can you could go and uh, record some stuff and. Yeah, it's it's interesting because there's lots of lots of music that has been released or is still kind of in progress since the pandemic. I realize that as well. In terms of the, the beginnings of the band, Leona, I'd I'd looked at the, the press release that you sent and it it mentioned the beginnings of the band was the brass monkey in Edinburgh and beverages. That's a very Scottish way to, to go about your business. Yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, this is true. This is something that I forgot to mention. Joanna, you put this because that was when we were talking about you, me and Gian, when we were gonna, going to hire Joanna, uh, we were in the Brass Monkey, me and Gian, and talking about winning a guitar player. And this is how <laughs> we thought about contacting Joanna. I mean, <laughs> thanks to some rehearsal space, Tone Garden and Summer Hall, um, we managed to get in touch with Joanna, but this is how yeah we decided oh, we needed to contact a new guitarist, and this is 
thanks to a few beers in the brass monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, that uh, part. Um, I uh, I don't I don't believe uh, I remember um, either Charlotte or Gian uh, telling me that in person. I saw it written as part of the um uh drafts that we were doing for the band barrels and i was like that's amazing <laughs> and so yeah no it was all um it was all uh it all went very quick in that uh it was i remember it was uh, around october time in um october november maybe october yeah it was october time about two years ago i was in the middle of my big assessments at uh, uni i did the, the music at uni um as well um and uh, i got a message from the manager of tone garden asking me if i was up for a one-off gig um two hour slot uh paid etc and i was like oh meet new people great why not let's uh, uh take on uh, uh take the son it'll be fun um and uh uh, certainly, I didn't anticipate we would be a little trio uh, about a year and a bit later, um, if I'm correct. Yeah, just to be around that, about a year and a bit later. So here we are. It's one of those stories, I guess. Uh, well, we started there and now we landed here. Yeah, was that Elena it? had learned lots of music in a very short amount of time and it already proved that her capacities. <laughs> no, bless. Very kind of you to say. <laughs> trying <laughs> sorry Andy you were no, no not at all was it a was it an easy decision to to join the band um I mean I didn't uh, think too far initially because I thought um it was literally for one off gig and I thought it's a good opportunity who knows uh you know uh who knows um what else even if it's not something that will happen immediately for example, I didn't I, I didn't actually anticipate that I would keep rehearsing, keep writing music. But I thought maybe further in the future, something would come of it because uh, I'm many musicians, of course, and uh, so on. So, yes, yeah, certainly I didn't I didn't think that far. I was uh, I just wanted to um, um, uh, as well. Uh, um, yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, like. Uh, meet more people and uh, play tunes and yeah take on the I've never done that before where um, I had to learn like a two-hour repertoire in the space of a month and for me at the time on top of uh, assessments as well that was a lot um, uh, I, I, that was a lot of waking up at seven <laughs> which I don't really like uh, that early uh, but uh, you know we do what we can to make sure everything is right <laughs> Charlotte, that, that certainly sounds like she she went over and above to, to prove her worth there to the band. So that's... Uh... <laughs> I tried. <laughs> she was really keen and it's really important uh, nowadays to follow word to mouth. And if someone's recommending you somebody, then you, you, you kind of rely on uh, their uh, trust. And then when you when you meet musicians like that and you're you're not refusing those opportunities it's sometimes it's it's a really key opportunity in this case um thank god she didn't refuse that no very sweet, very maybe sweet. never would have done all that during the pandemic and maybe renovations would not be there so it's only like one phone call one word to mouth and then the band has been created so yeah it's <laughs> it's random also in the 
the magic of music. <laughs> yeah, and I guess with this, with, what would you call this? Is is a butterfly effect or that something else? Yeah, um, yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah, like a series of events happen randomly that leads to one thing. <laughs> I think that leads that's to it. another thing, etc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was in the curious case of Benjamin Button. If anyone's seen that movie, cool movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that's a good. Uh, that's a good analogy. I like that. Oh, perfect. <laughs> the, good. The support that the band have had noticed. Jim Geltley has been a, a big pusher of the band. Uh, BBC introducing as well. How nice has that been to to be setting out? You've you're at a time where you couldn't play live shows, but there's still people checking the band out and enjoying it to the extent that they're they're playing it on the radio or they're they're giving it a shout out in a, a national newspaper. I mean, that was just like amazing. Well, I think all our jaws were a little bit dropped at all these um, uh, so key bits of press. And uh, of course, a huge thanks to uh, Jim Jelly and um, uh, it was Shireen Kelvin and uh, Phoebe IH from uh, BBC Introducing. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, I've kept um, just as I've kept, of course, the newspaper a few copies actually of the article and uh, <laughs> the contract that BBC sent us that we all signed. Um, I've got it safe somewhere. <laughs> um, just a little memorabilia <laughs> of our work, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. This is all uh, the work of Joanna because uh, she contacted Jim on Amazing Radio. And we, I don't know if it's me or Joanna, but we already, every time we were releasing a new single, we were submitting it to BBC Introducing. Um, and I Feel No Pain was the first one they selected so far. And the only one, but it's, it was a really like a symbolic uh, single of our kind of feeling of the pandemic and we definitely enjoy the fact that we wrote all of this remotely separately and then someone uh, has listened to it and said oh this is actually good yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't expected yeah unexpected but a good very good surprise and uh, we're super happy and we hope that uh, will happen again <laughs> at some point. Uh, amazing radio is still uh, Jim Gladly show uh, is still playing us sometimes, I think, and is following the band. And um, well, hopefully, there will future us for the debut album in January. We'll see. Need to get in touch. He's, he's a brilliant think... champion of, of new music, he, he really supports bands in a, in a brilliant way. and I think in terms of people covering Scottish music, Jim's right up there with the best. He's he's a great guy. And I think when he doesn't play things for the sake of it, he's playing it because he's got a passion for that music. So I think that's a, a great endorsement. Yeah, he believes in the, the bands is supporting and that's really important. It doesn't choose random people. And that's that's really great because he likes he likes something and he wants to talk about it and he wants to share it and that's that's really like huge <coughs> massive uh, 
compliment for us. <laughs> and uh, really, thank you, Jim, if you can hear us. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, could you tell me a bit about 20 Stone Black Records and the deal that you, you signed with them? Sure. So um, we didn't uh, in the end. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't work out. Um, we had a, a very uh, different. We well, from the discussions we had, things went different from um, what we um, expected. In in the sense that we were told this is all very much going to work as a cooperative uh, model and reaching decisions then as a four piece with it was a sort of management slash record deal um uh all in one and um I, it uh, essentially it all culminated to uh that with sort of debates over masters and so on uh, we didn't appreciate being shouted at and uh, not, uh, you know, although putting, you know, for, forward uh, ideas that uh, we hoped would reach a compromise on our part. Uh, well, as uh, as we suggested, you know, that we're trying to reach a compromise and uh, we were getting nowhere. So um, uh, on that basis, uh, we, we trusted our gut instinct and went. No, now it's better to like still be on our own and uh, do the things that we can. Um, it, I, I know we mentioned sort of in the same time um, that uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Yes, uh, sorry, uh, that it was all sort of um, happening happening a little bit around when we got uh, some. I I guess as you uh, as you said as well, some uh, key bits of press. Um, but of course, we're very proud to say that 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 was our work together, um, and uh, although you know we were very keen to make it work with um, Twenty Stone Blood Records, uh, it, it didn't it didn't work out as I think we all anticipated. Um, but you know, uh, no um, uh, no bad feelings or anything. Um, we learned a lot and. Uh, now we um, move on and do our best and um, I'm sure something will happen of sorts in one way or another and we yeah. just try to keep creating our luck so it was it was like a weird said, story it did, just didn't work out and we didn't have the same way of uh, thinking about our own music so we just decided to be independent and we thought it might be too early for us because we don't even have a first album and I guess if a label is interested in the future or a manager or any kind of booker or I think we need to be more ready for that and have at least more material and more merch uh, to sell and um, yeah we just need to be more ready. <laughs> Perhaps uh, even a bigger following because uh when we all started this, uh, we we just couldn't anticipate like some of the um, um, projections that were getting thrown at us, like in terms of album sales and this and that. And uh, uh, we hadn't even played our uh, first gig after the pandemic yet at that point. Um, so uh, it, it was, I think, uh, like I said, a, a mismatch of 
ideas, although, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, no, although <laughs> that's it. I think we 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 just uh, uh, the, we we were not uh, gelling between uh, four of us, i.e., our manager at the time and uh, us three, of course. I think that's a, a very brave step, though. There's there's quite a lot of of horror stories when it comes to bands being tied into to deals that almost kind of yeah. ruin their their futures. So to to walk yeah. away from that is is quite a big step, and I guess it it maybe serves as a message too that you can work independently and and build yourself up. You don't need a a label behind you because I think quite a lot of it's guarantees and and demands to to do this that and the next thing. So that that bit of freedom might be helpful for you going forward. As well, like for me at least, what inspired me is bands like Hands of Gretel, who have something like at least uh, forty thousand followers on um, Facebook and loads more on uh, Instagram. I'm sure, um, and they're completely independent, although they have been offered um, various record deals, and I I really like really admire that. Um, I mean, I'm not, from my point of view, I'm not like um, shutting down any potential opportunities. Uh, but um, uh, there is, like you pointed out as well, a lot of power in uh, learning and doing things DIY. <laughs> Absolutely. And in terms of gigs returning, you've you've been busy over the the last week, uh, a late night last night, and I believe it's another late night ahead gig tonight. How much yeah. are you enjoying <laughs> being back on the stage and and performing to crowds? It's been a it's been a long time, and I, I think that the both bands and gig goers are, are just loving the atmosphere at these gigs just now. It's a it's a real release, and it's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's very exciting and we're really happy that we can go and jump on stage and be crazy again. Uh, it's kind of releasing all the energy that we contained for months. Very <laughs> uh, <laughs> <No>, true. <laughs> yeah, that's the case. Joanna as well, she's a, she's a, like a real fireball when she starts jumping on stage and playing solos, guitars and uh, hit no. riffs and for me for me it's uh it's it was really scary because it was the first time we got to perform our own music like that because we used to play only covers before pandemic and that was a bit like kind of containing ourselves into some boundaries that are covers and you cannot really I mean, we're renovation, so we started to play along with those covers and add our own personality in their other musics. And that's what we used to do. But then once you get to play I, I, your, your own material, this is much more fun. And then you realize that you're enjoying more on stage. <laughs> and after the pandemic, it was like a really good, also a good surprise to feel that way about your own music, that you feel much more comfortable playing them and more and more comfortable with people. And when you see that people are coming back to you at the end, it was like, even yesterday, people were like, oh my God, it's the best band I've ever seen in six years. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but it's just like, we're enjoying so much while we're doing it that we, 
uh, I think the the charisma of that feeling or the aura is touching people as well because we're so excited and we're so happy that I think they can take it and they can feel it and this is how we have good feedback so far so we keep on, keep on rocking <laughs> the same way it's having the the three singles and the vp i feel no pain we know that does that kind of help that you've you've actually there's people going along to your to your gigs that have heard your songs does that help come going on the stage that you know that that people are familiar with your work and they like it as well yeah, there is a few, but there is also a lot of new uh, crowds coming all the time. Uh, definitely, we have like a handful of people that try to come every gig, and this is really lovely. And there are a few, like a little few people starting singing along, and that's amazing. Um, but uh, we hope to do a bit more and more of that, and then get to touch more and more people and more followers that are going to come come up to all the gigs so we'll see we'll see in the future we're, we're trying to be uh doing step by steps and not rushing on getting our fans and we just promote our gigs as much as possible but as an indie band uh, it's quite it's quite difficult to have lots of followers uh, coming up to the gigs like before the pandemic it was just like random people who were coming because we were just a cover band but now that we're doing a bit of both we're kind of expecting different things as well um, so yeah we are hopefully have more uh, people singing our original material and being there just for that that would be awesome uh, when when we're playing our original 100% original music gigs, then that's gonna be that's gonna be much more of that, and um, people just coming for us and what we are, and that's yeah, we're looking forward to this. Trying to uh, build the crowds one by one, gig by gig, um, as Charlotte said, uh, to the point that. Um, we can also just uh, put on our own shows and uh, um, yeah, just that where people like specifically come to see us for our original music um, as headliners uh, put it that way. Um, so uh, yeah, just uh, everything step by step, <laughs> as Charlotte said as well. And you mentioned the, the step by step there. You also mentioned a release of a, a full album come the, the new year how exciting is that <laughs> it's just so I, I mean uh, for me uh, since I was like uh, 13 uh, I've uh, dreamed about having a physical product uh, CD or uh, NLP or both that um, like um, are mine as part of a group or just mine, or both, <laughs> ideally both, uh, and uh, to sort of see that that is actually pretty, pretty close, um, it's, uh, it's quite amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to release the album as well, it's been ready for a while, and that was um, 
a decision, a strategic decision to release it in January, uh, as we had uh, BBC introducing um, played in February uh, this year. So I think after all the all the festive periods and um, all of this excitement passed, people need something else for the, the beginning of the next year to cheer them up. So I think last year it paid, so we need to do it again for uh, the album. So that, that's going to be um, probably between mid-January to the end of January. Um, it's, still, it's still in progress. All the masters are ready. We just need to put it on the um, on the platforms and um, we're going to have a CD as well. And hopefully, just like the EP, we're going to start selling them. So we're selling our EPs on Bandcamp and when people like us, they can buy a CD when they see us, uh, which had happened um, a few times in the venues that we've played after pandemic. So hopefully this will work again and we can grab all, um, all like uh, merch money to reinvest <coughs> into other other recordings or other videos. That we've got so many ideas. We create so much that uh, people are helping us basically buying the merch to kind of move on and keep on going. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned January is after Christmas, so that kind of lull that you experience it's a it's a depressing time so that's great that there'll be something to to brighten the mood i'm looking forward to that yeah. I'm, I'm interested as to as to where your your focus is and in terms of you've got quite a broad appeal with, with songs and in, in french and such like as well you you seem to be attracting followers and, and fans from from across europe that that's quite exciting. Is is the plan to to try and build up a following in Scotland first, or is it just a kind of case of, of see what happens? Uh, we definitely would like to have more local uh, followers and fans. That's for sure. Um, personally, my dream is to play in a, in a venue in Glasgow. We haven't had it done yet, but that's probably going to be for next year. Um, and maybe uh, down south at some point. Uh, but we like to promote <coughs> in our own countries as well because it's quite interesting uh, for us. Like if I'm, I'm having a day off, I'm just going to send our tracks uh, uh, in French with the French email and saying we're based in Scotland, but we would like to uh, expand our music in our uh origins you know <laughs> our country where we're from uh Joanna is doing it also in Romania but slightly harder I think um and then we also use different platforms that are promoting in different countries in Europe um so yeah we're just kind of uh liking being able to send emails send our music and promote it and just follow all the media as possible and see how other bands are doing across Europe, and it's it's interesting because we can we can do all these things now thanks to internet. So we can just take the opportunity <laughs> of um, yeah 
throwing our music to everybody's face. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. As for um, Romania, uh, as for the Romanian press, I should say, um, uh, because I left when I was um, 10. I, uh, at that point, uh, didn't even play music, never mind being in touch with um, the sort of radios or whoever you could reach. But um, I'm doing uh, a fair bit of reading up uh, from here. And it seems it's all the sort of uh, same practices. They sort of still all ask for EPKs and uh, all these things. And in fact, uh, a lot of the terms that um, I thought they'd have Romanian words from uh, uh, like specific Romanian words. It's all it's all borrowed from the English. Um, so the language is again, I guess, a little bit English uh, Englishified. That's that's a made up word, but um, yeah, there's uh, things there's things in the in the Romanian language now that just use the um, English terms. Um, so I mean, we're gonna just keep trying uh, at least. Uh, um uh for me in uh in, in the home country in Romania um and uh I'm sure something at some point will reach someone's ears <laughs> which would be nice oh yeah as well just a, a fun side story yesterday at the gig we played um someone in the audience was uh shouting te yubesk um which means I love you in Romanian and uh, I don't know who it was. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to meet them, but it was fun nonetheless. Um, didn't anticipate that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, it must be someone I'm guessing that we met because I'm assuming they knew there was a Romanian speaker in the band. Oh, that's, that's certainly a nice compliment. You can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you just say I love you too back in Romanian, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Just as we move towards the end of the podcast, I usually ask my guests for a few bands that you would like to recommend that the listeners may or may not have heard of. I'm I'm sure from your experience and your time playing post-pandemic, you must have come across a a few bands that you, you like. Uh, yeah, for for us, I mean, I was talking earlier about local musicians that I follow and I love because they're my friends and they're also making amazing stuff. Um, for example, Nicole Smith, uh, she just got like um, uh, in the studio, so she's going to release our, our own material and that's really exciting. And uh, she's an amazing singer, musician and songwriter. Uh, Nicole Smith so that's um, also uh, someone who helped us to uh, create the band so I really owe her (laughs) a mention and also um, local bands that had helped us for uh, building events so Ritual Spirit you should check them out Um, also Jenny Slee and Concrete Kingdom we chaired a bill at Bannerman's the other night and that was a really awesome night uh, we had such a good time. Uh, check their own material. It's all original band that I'm talking about. Um, I really like um, kind of harder music. Like we shared also a night with the band, a brand new band called Undervolt. And they're working on uh, like an original of like heavy, heavy set. And it's only a two piece uh, guitar 
player Jed Potts, uh, who is also my partner, and uh, his friend Vinny, um, drummer, and they're both like are like really energetic. It's only a two piece, but they have so much to give. Um, so that's yeah, I could I could keep on talking about local bands because I know a few as I work in the venue. Uh, but maybe Joanna, you want also to share uh, your your friends and other bands that you have in mind. Sure. Um, there's uh, now this is uh, um, uh, these guys. Uh, they are uh, not yet gigging, but watch out for extort uh, because uh, I've heard. Uh, I I know some of the stuff. Um, uh, long story short, I, I, I know some of the repertoire and it's awesome. <laughs> so good. Um, so um, I'll uh, will certainly make sure to get in touch um, as soon as uh, they, they're gigging. Um, they're a sort of um, um, metal, sort of groove metal mixed with a uh, growl vocals and uh, the band is actually quite uh, mixed as well the the guitarist is a uh, ukrainian um uh singer is half spanish and uh, uh well and the rest of the guy's scottish but still nonetheless it's a it's a uh, also a multinational band <laughs> so, like an interesting yeah. mix absolutely absolutely and just my last question of the podcast. This is a point where I ask, have you got anything you would like to, to promote and plug? It's, it seems like a busy time just now. Is there, is there any upcoming gigs that you would maybe like to, to give a shout out to just now? Yeah, jo Joanna, you, you know more information because she was organizing the next uh, original gig that uh, is a Red Cross promotion gig. Is that right? That's correct. Um, so uh, the promoter um, of uh, Red Cross Promotions, uh, he uh, booked our uh, my old band uh, before uh, uh, quite a bit, which was uh, super, super sweet. And uh, um, now he got in touch um, uh, with the, uh, the, uh, our new project renovations. Uh, which was uh, very, very heartwarming. So we said yes uh, in a heartbeat. It's called the Christmas Bash. We'll be at uh, Legends, previously called Opium, um, on the 4th of December, and we'll be supporting Robo Death Monkey. Um, it will be great fun. We'll play our uh, heaviest tunes for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, we're very much looking forward to it. It's, the tickets are about... Um, six seven quid uh, online and we'll also be able to buy them on the door so it would be amazing to see you all there as every little ticket sale counts a lot for us and every other band and as well uh, the promoter which uh, of course uh, uh, helps us to get um, uh, crossover a uh, cross crossover pollination of audiences from all the bands which is of course uh, immensely uh, valuable as well um, we have recorded loads of uh, live videos i.e. about eight original songs at La Belle Angel with the help of 
uh, a landing light studio. Uh, bless them who did a seriously awesome job. So uh, just there's like some final touches and then we'll be uh, certainly looking to promote those to the press. And uh, yeah, just everyone, <laughs> a lot of work and a lot of hours went into those. So um, we, we are very excited to share them. Yeah, so yeah, keep an eye open on the social media. We will release uh, live videos and we will also um, play at uh, local venues. If like the listeners want to check us out, we, we're playing regularly at Whistle Binkies and Stramash. Uh, we do half and half original and covers. Um, and we have also other gigs coming up for next year uh, for original um, material mainly. So keep keep just following us on Instagram and stuff, and you will see all the gigs coming up and all the dates and stuff. Thanks very much for that. And also, I'd like to thank you for your time tonight. It's been a really nice chat. I've really enjoyed it, and I would like to wish you all the best going forward. It's um, it's been, as I say, an absolute pleasure. And if, Thank you if there's so anything much. I can do in promoting the album in the new Thank year, so I'm much. more than happy to do so. Yes, brilliant. Like, really happy to talk to you and uh, really, really nice chat, really nice, interesting questions. And, Indeed. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it was a honor to be part of this podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, the pleasure Indeed. was all mine. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, thank you and goodbye.
entre monts et merveilles.